All right. Welcome back to the Mixed Bag Podcast, where we talk about everything going on in women's golf. I'm back with my co-host, Justin, and my husband is sitting not too far from him. So hello from Toledo, Ohio. Good afternoon. Uh, Yes, our overnight house guest who wasn't here when I returned to start recording this podcast right before launch, stumbled in Starbucks in tow giggling, laughing, and ready to disturb. So I believe this is his last night, Lord willing. We shared a wonderful dinner last night together that was delicious that Steph cooked. Talked all things college golf, junior golf, all the things that Big Brendan loves to talk about. And I have no idea what he's been doing in Toledo alone, unsupervised for the last three hours. (laughs) Well, and at this point for the last like 48 hours, so a lot of unsupervision by Brendan in Toledo. Well, have to kick it off with Abby and Justin updates. Um, Can we get an Ottawa Hills golf team update? Sure. Golf team update. We're about two thirds of the way through our season. Um, As I said, it started August 1st. It will end by the middle of October. So it's short and quick. Uh, we were 8 and 0 in our league but we play in probably the worst golf league in the state of Ohio quite possibly the western free world um, but hey the boys took care of it we were 8 and 0 in our league matches we have a district preview event uh, this Saturday, which is kind of a sneak peek at the teams that will be in our district tournament before hopefully the state championship but we're progressing nicely. We have two young men playing very well at the top of the lineup. We could use a little more help in the middle and the bottom. And some of those roster spots, like on any team, are undecided with several weeks to go. And we'll hopefully one of these young people will step up and play well. But it's been a fun experience. It's been more time than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the fun is very fun. Uh, the watching 16 and 17 year olds make horrible course management decisions, horrible <laughs> just thought process decisions, watch them practice with just no plan or regard is challenging. But I've learned a lot and will be better off for it in the future. But we're headed in a nice direction. I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic about the next month here. I, uh, I'm sure they've learned a lot from you. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of watching and enjoying some of the invitational tournament that you hosted at the Inverness club. It was a joy to see you in your element, um, and a joy to watch those kiddos listen to you. Um, but no, it, it seems like it's been a really fun season and I, you know, you're, you're the perfect guy for that kind of job. I love it. I don't it. know. I don't think it's helping with my blood pressure. Know. That's for darn sure. So <laughs> that's enough about me. What would you like to share about your golfing um, successes that I don't know? Maybe there's another social media platform. You haven't shared all of your photos and videos and montages <laughs> on. So I guess this technically counts as another vehicle for you to it share does. your success as if this, this, I don't, we'll get into this. This is you, our Super Bowl. You know, you're, uh, this, you behaved like this was quite possibly the first golf tournament you've ever won. And I wonder if maybe it was. Because it literally <laughs> is. Yeah. What? 
first of all, a few things. One, Brendan and I won the couples club championship at Inverness and stop. Two, um, Inverness, like, take their communications person, Michael, like, took so many photos and videos that I was like, oh, this is like a content bonanza. Like, I love it. (laughs) It was a bonanza. But no, we did play. The four of us played together. It was a lot of fun. Um, I did have to deal with Abby continually saying we're doing so bad. We're out of it. (laughs) Sorry, Brendan. I'm sorry, Brendan. Sorry, B. Sorry, Bren. Sorry, Bren. I three-put again. Sorry, Bren. I three-put it a lot. Like I am not. Let's cut to the chase. Yes, it was a horrible showing. It was very stressful. The like two times I was helpful. We were. And the two times I was helpful was because like (laughs) because I chipped in and didn't have to putt. And then, you know, on the first hole where I like didn't know what to expect. But it was a very stressful situation. I have no interest in playing in any more competitive golf uh, for the year. That was my quota. Um, Bre- I mean, Brendan's there with you. I don't know what he thought, but I was literally, I mean, I was stressed the entire time. My blood pl- pressure was off the charts. I will say when you don't play, and I used to play a lot of competitive golf in the last three to four years. I don't hardly anymore. More than maybe once or twice, maybe three times a summer where you have to actually put the ball in the hole. And totally. And it's a Stressful. completely different game. Anyone that ever says, oh, I'm a low handicap or I'm a whatever it may be. Like, do you putt out everything? you have to play by the rules and putt everything yeah. out and not just, oh, yeah, I took, I made a seven. Just give me six or seven or whatever. Right. Until you've got to putt every two footer and drop where you're supposed to drop. And all of a sudden worry about the out of bounds or the hazard that you never really worried about. It's not even the same sport as just casually playing with your friends. And that's why every time you see any type of a qualifier, a lot of times at a club or wherever you play at, you'll, the, the results are totally different and to some degree unexpected, not in a good way oftentimes because people can't handle playing by the rules and putting the ball in the hole. Correct. And I was mostly stressed because like we were not going to compete in the net portion of this tournament. Like if we were going to compete, we were going to compete in gross. So like we weren't going to count on any strokes Um, because I'm like a 10 at Inverness. Brendan was getting like, I don't even know, one stroke the entire 18 holes. So like I was like, this is silly. And so anytime Brendan was going to like bogey a hole, I was like, well, shit, I have to like at least try to play well on this hole to like stay with it. So I, I was very stressed. And you guys ham and egg. It's an interesting format. You have to use nine scores from each player. And so you have to kind of play everything out. And you guys ham and egged it really, really well. The holes you played bad. Brendan played well and vice versa. And that's really the key. It's like Steph and I both kind of shot about our handicaps, but we weren't even competitive in the net division because on multiple times, you know, I birdied a hole that she made par on. No, that doesn't really help you. Or she made a five for three on a hole and I made par on that hole. So things like that. It's, it's a, it's an interesting format. I think it's a pretty fair format yeah but it was a fun day congratulations to you guys even though you moped and whined for four and a half hours 
<laughs> until you got to take 700 videos contents. Is this going to be like your wedding? Are you going to recycle this as a memory on Facebook? Like when you feel like you haven't got no. enough, like if, if, the, if the success of this wears off, like in two weeks, you're going to be like, Brendan, I need to do another couples club championship montage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I you do, posted every, you. well, you're going to make fun of me regardless. It just will be a different topic, but like, um, you know, posted a lot in that 24 hour span and now we're done in the time is passed. It's the six month anniversary of our couples club championship. <laughs> Would you like to I mean, it will go in my monthly recap. So just yeah. prepare yourself. No, it was but, a fun day. Beautiful weather. Great golf course. It was nice. So, yeah, no complaints. You and Steph like, play, like Stephanie played well. No, we both shot about our handicaps. We just didn't play. Yeah, we didn't do anything special, and she just kind of made a lot of bogeys and not enough, you know, pars for birdies, and that's kind of why you finish middle in the pack. But it was my morale went all over Did the we place. Get in two fights. I think I. I was going to say you guys got into an argument at one point about you reading her putts and i was like i don't know what's going on yeah here. something happened i think early in the back nine <laughs> uh, and it, it she my tone my coaching tone was not well received but that's nothing new for me and steph we've we've played in these things before we've played in the district couples where we, that's an alternate oh shot and we didn't talk for three holes which is super weird <laughs> when you're playing alternate <laughs> shot and don't talk to your partner but you know it's fine <laughs> Uh, well, no one's divorced, so that's great. Uh, we're all we're all still happily together. Brent, does Brendan have any thoughts? Because I know he's sitting there. Any closing thoughts, Big B? Um, no, amazing day. Um, I'm just very proud of all four of us for for not murdering each other on the golf course. Um, high stress, high anxiety, especially my wife. From the start, all the way through the finish, um, the, I was shocked how calm she seemed during the playoff under pressure. Me too. I think it's because I had red wine in me at that point. Yes. That, and your opponents were imploding all over themselves. That always is a good way to relieve that stress. Helps. Uh, but no, <laughs> we're proud, proud champions. Um, I, I look forward to uh, defending our title. Did the trophies make it home safely? Um, I will be carrying the trophy uh, on my plane tomorrow to National Park <laughs> and then on my plane back home on Sunday. And then probably on, I'm just going to carry it on every flight. <laughs> like the Claret Jug. Just like the Claret Jug. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. See, you think I'm yeah, bad. That's enough about the couples club. <laughs> Abigail, why don't you fill us in on all things happening with FTL in the coming weeks? Thank you for the segue. Yes. So for the ladies, we've had a great year. Uh, this week, we we welcomed our 2000th participant in For the Ladies events in 2023. Um, we're, I think we're at like 2040 now. So really fun year. Super proud of all the work we've done. Um, we have a ton of events September through December. Um, all the October events are live at fortheladies.net forward slash events. Those are clinics, happy hour nines. We've got a golf trip to Aaron Hills coming up in two weeks. Um, so just a lot of fun things going on at For the Ladies. And then lastly, we have um, 
I made these sweatshirts that say for the ladies university, um, and made those for our Pinehurst Academy trip, but figured we should let everybody buy these. So if you go to, um, the link in our bio on Instagram, you can snag one of those doing a pre-order and then they'll ship in October. So super excited, good fall golf ahead of us. Um, and ready to talk all things Solheim cup, but uh, we just, I want a list. We do not need to dive into these, but just like LPGA updates, we haven't really connected over the last few weeks. And if we have a few champions, Megan Kang won her first LPGA tour event at the CPKC women's open. That's the Canadian open Chanity Wanasen. Don't know if I pronounced that right. She won the Portland Classic. And then Minji Lee won the Kroger Queen City Championship presented by PNG in Cincinnati. Seems like such a great event. And I would really like to get to that one. Um, but she won in a playoff over Charlie Hall. Uh, Charlie Hall has finished second four times this year. So I feel like she's going to be coming into Solheim Cup hot. Any comments? I think my only real comment is the win by Shanette Wanison. Maybe one of the most uh-huh. obscure wins in golf history. She's only 19 from Thailand. Okay. Her results are a 51st, a 57th, a 54th, about nine missed cuts, and a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had missed the cut in I think seven or eight of her last events before making the cut in Northern Ireland, where she finished 54th, never broke 71 and then comes out in Portland and shoots 26 under. And then the next week goes and misses the cut again. I mean, golf is dumb. Golf is silly. You hear that all the time, but it's one of the most like out of nowhere, no trend, no form, no nothing. And she's, you know, 51st in the Rolex rankings and top 50 in the CME and will keep her card and have right. winner status and be in, you know, the champions event next year. And who knows where her career goes. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's just golf is weird. A random it's win. Yeah. To shoot 26 under um, when, you haven't made a cut or finished in the top 50 all year is, is crazy to me, but something. Yes. The Charlie Hall, Charlie's played awesome this year. Probably deserved to win a couple times. <laughs> Winning's hard. Sometimes you get beat. Sometimes you're losing a playoff. Sometimes things don't go your way, but yeah, that's kind of our quick couple minute recap on the things we've missed. Yeah. The Portland classic has had a few, Kind, not random, yes, random champions. Um, I mean, Marina Alex, Andrea Lee, all like fun names of people that I'm excited to see in the winner's circle, but um, haven't necessarily gone on to continue to win. So uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I feel like that that's a good, clean roundup of the... LPGA events. And before we get into our Solheim Cup preview, go to talk about um, our friends at Gooder Sunglasses. Um, Gooder, they 
their sunglasses are 100% polarized and only $25. Uh, I've worn them a lot recently as I've been playing golf, but they are great for running, cycling, working out, going to the beach, all those fun things, hiding your stress uh, behind your sunglasses, watching junior high school boys play golf. Like there's plenty of reasons to wear gooder sunglasses um, and they continue to come out with really fun styles. So um, if you want to support the show and want to continue to look good when you're playing golf, you can go to gooder.com forward slash FTL and use promo code FTL to get free shipping. Any comments on Gooder? I think it's good. Like you said, keep hitting up the website. They've always got new, fresh designs kind of for the seasons as things change. Um, If you haven't been on there for a while, if you're just looking for kind of a fun, inexpensive accessory, I think that's where Gooder's coming handy and are, are such a great product that you don't have to make such a giant financial commitment. If you say, hey, you know, I want a colored pair of sunglasses to go with my favorite NFL football team or favorite college team or things of that nature. I think that's where they make a great product also. Amazing. Thank you, Gooder Sunglasses. Thank you, Justin. Time to talk Solheim Cup. Before we get into this, I feel like so 2021, the Solheim Cup was at Inverness Club, which is our home club. Um, and you know, I've always been a fan of the Solheim Cup, but that was the year like my interest level really was elevated. I was so excited, had friends in town to watch, hung out with Justin and Stephanie a lot, like was very invested in the tournament. Um and excited for it to be back in Europe. But um, Justin, you want to give us a little a little preview sure. of what this tournament is? So the 2023 Solheim Cup, there actually will be a 2024 Solheim Cup mm-hmm. also. They want to get off the Ryder Cup rotation. That's a conversation maybe for another time. I don't mind having them in the same year, but they've decided they want to get off the Ryder Cup rotation. So this event is at Finca Cortison in Andalucia, Spain. That's a six-hour time difference from Eastern Standard Time. And you have two 12-person teams, 12 Americans and 12 Europeans. The two teams will play four four-ball and four foursomes matches each of the first two days, Friday and Saturday. Fun fact, the home team captain decides the order. So four ball Mm. is your traditional best ball format where you and your partner will play a hole and whosoever scores lower is the representative score for the team where foursomes is the traditional, what we call alternate shot. So there's just two balls in play within the foursome. Um, But They will then play after Saturday, 12 singles matches on the final day. So everybody plays Sunday. That makes a total of 28 points up for grabs. And the winner needs at least 14 and a half points to win. The caveat being if it's a 14 to 14 tie, the Solheim Cup stays with the defending champion, who is the Europeans. Um, Europe has won the last two editions in 2019 and 2021. I think that adds a little more juice to the event. And But the U.S. still leads the overall series 10 to 7. Um, just in terms yes. of background information, uh, I said, you know, the TV schedule for this Friday, Saturday 
is extremely early. It starts at 2 a.m. I don't even think 2 a.m. is coffee golf. I put this as more like Red Bull and vodka in your 20s golf coverage. But 2 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the Golf Channel Friday and Saturday, and then 5 to 11 on Sunday. So lots of great golf. Which is coffee golf. It leads into coffee golf. If you're going to. Yes. Or, you know, if you're up really late or can't sleep, it leads into uh, into coffee golf. But lots of great coverage. Always a lot of pageantry when the red, white and blue is out there in any event. And it's a fun, uh, a fun event to kind of get behind. I know we have a lot of thoughts here, but you want to kind of take us through some of the players and the team here for the Americans. Sure. Um, also. Even before that, I wasn't sure if you knew anything about this golf course. I know very little. It looks beautiful. It looks remote. I'm not sure how many people will be there, but yeah. it looks like it's a incredible place to probably go for a vacation. I have no idea if it's an incredible golf course or not. That's fine. All good. Okay. Um Yes, we can dive into the team. So the USA team is, um, we have five rookies on it. And the team consists of Lilia Vu, Nellie Corda, Allison Corpus, Megan Kang, Jennifer Cupcho, Danielle Kang, Andrea Lee, Lexi Thompson, Rosing, Allie Ewing, Cheyenne Knight, and Angel Yin. Um, I listened to No Laying Up. Randy did um, interviews with Cheyenne Knight and Angel Yin separately. Um, really good lessons if you are you know wanting to get some more Solheim Cup content before the, the week begins. Um Really good interviews with both of them. Cheyenne is a rookie and um, just had a lot of interesting things to say about like conversations with Captain Stacey Lewis. Um, And Angel Yin had some interesting commentary about like her time leading up to being um, put on the team. So um, excited to to see how everybody plays. But um, I, I see that you put a quick interjection in here. So go ahead. No, I think it, we'll get to the potential foursomes and four ball partners sure. here in a second. But I was looking back at um, kind of Pat Hurst lineups and pairings and the team she made in 2021. And I think this lineup is interesting because it's it, it tilts a little younger, but you yeah. also don't see some of the natural connections that either the Europeans have by background, by country, or by experience. You know, Jessica totally. Corda isn't playing, so you don't have the Corda sisters playing. Um, you have some players that maybe they went to the same university or maybe they're from the same area, but it's going to be interesting to see how Stacy Lewis, the captain, puts these these teams together because, you know, besides Jennifer Cupcho and Lizette Salas, who were so good for the Americans in 2021, there's not a lot of returning experience in terms of success. So right. that's just kind of my quick interjection, not to throw former captain Pat Hurst under the bus. But when you look at some of the players and the results and – kind of some of the connections that, you know, it's always easy to Monday quarterback after you lose, but it seemed to be a little, a lot of flyers that she took that didn't really land. 
Totally. Well, before we get into some of our preferred pairings, just we'll quickly share the European team. Um, they only have four new players from the 2021 edition. So we've got Celine Boutier, Carlota Singanda, Gemma Dryberg, Lynn Grant, Georgia Hall, Caroline Headwall, Charlie Hall, Leona McGuire, Anna Norquist, who is a playing assistant captain, Emily, Christine Pedersen, Madeline Sackstrom, and Maya Stark. So a lot of familiar names in that list. A lot of people who played extremely well, like Leona McGuire, your your girl, um, in 2021. So um, on paper, I've read on paper, uh, Beth Ann Nichols did an interview with Laura Davies um, this week. And Laura said, like, on paper, Team USA is a stronger team. But when you look at Solheim Cup specifically, I mean, Team Europe seems very, very strong. Yeah, I mean, I think... The depth of the Americans is probably stronger, but it's a lot of sure. unproven depth. I think not even just unproven in terms of the Solheim, but unproven in terms of career longevity. You know, we don't know mm-hmm. what Rose or Allison Corpus or, you know, certain players careers turn out to be you know angel yin are they rising stars are they flashes in the pan you know golf is so interesting that you know when we did this kind of preview two years ago we're so excited about you know yalimi no playing and how young she was and what did she mean and oh she's gonna be a a a solheim cup and american stalwart for a long long period of time and her game is kind of lost in the wilderness Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the fluidity of golf. Lilia or Lydia Vu, it, Lilia Vu. You have Lydia written on there, by the way. I have updated oh, it since. Okay, I must not have seen that. I was like second guessing my own thought. I know. I know. Has played so well, wins multiple majors, is on top of the golf world, but still her success is in such a short period of time. I think the Europeans have the benefit of relying on Celine Boudier and Anna Nordquist and Leona's done it once, Charlie Hall, Georgia Hall. A lot of players that have played Carlotta, played in a bunch of these and played well. And I think that goes a long way. Nice. Yeah. No, it's um, it'll be really interesting to see. And like, I think – you know, I was uh, watching Golf Central yesterday and they were leaning on a lot of information about Curtis Cup, Stanford, because these American players are so much younger mm-hmm. um, and brand new to the match play. Like, it, sure, Lilia Vu and Jennifer Cup show played well at the 2018 Curtis Cup. So, like, they might be a good pairing. And I can kind of see some similarities with Lizette Salas and, um, and Lilia, um, just like with temperament. Um, so, you know, I think there are some interesting natural pairings, but, um, yeah. Do we want to talk about some of the pairings we could project seeing in foursomes and four? Absolutely. Why don't you run with it? Okay. Well, I'll start with a few and we can comment. Um, we've got... Nellie Corda and Allie Ewing, they played together in 2021. So did Allie Ewing and Megan King. But 
Nellie Corda and Megan King are also friends. So I will be very curious to see um, where Nellie gets paired. I think without having her sister there, um, there's not like a completely natural fit. Um, and then in looking at Nellie's, um, she has a good um, win-loss half record of three 301 in 2021. So she played well. Um, so maybe the Alley Ewing pairing does make sense. Um, but always hard, I feel like, you know, it, when you are previous number one player in the world and she was for a little bit of time, like just like finding people that you mesh with. So very curious where the Megan Kang, Alley Ewing, Nellie Corda kind of trio goes. And I think also when you're playing on the road and you look at some of these. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if Rose wasn't out there early, you know, in the first mm. session. But I also think you're going to have to probably see Nellie and you're probably going to see Megan Kang and you're probably going to see Jennifer Cup show and you're probably going to see Danielle Kang. And maybe you just from an experience. a couple rookies or younger players in there. But yeah, I, I think you've got to kind of front load it and get some people that you have a lot of confidence in. I mean, I'd be shocked if Aaliyah Vu wasn't in the first session also, just as well as she's playing. Right. Right. Another one I'm curious about. So I mentioned the Lilia Vu Jennifer Cup show. They played together in 2018 at the Curtis Cup. But for I'm like super curious about Lilia Vu and Angel Yin playing together. I feel like they could ham and egg it a bit. Um, they both have played really well at the majors and like both have had different strengths and weaknesses in those major championships. So, um, you know, Angel Yin like really struggled with putting this year. So like who is she going to get paired with in those like pressure moments? Um, so I, I think that they could be a really fun one. Um, and so, yeah, I know I mentioned the Jennifer Cup show, Lilia Vu, but again, you could also then see somebody like Lilia getting paired up with Rosang. Um, I put on here Andrea Lee and Rosang, like knowing, yes, they're both rookies, but they both went to Stanford. I think that like Rose coming off being in a team environment, um, <laughs> actually will play well for her and she's also like very cool calm and collected so i don't really think any sort of like made i mean yes more crowds than what she had in college but like she's played at a u.s women's open it's not like she hasn't been around these big situations before right right no i think that makes a lot of sense and there's a natural connection there and a natural tie-in so i think sometimes you know they'll do the analytics and all that stuff and the you know, advanced studies of whose games mesh well and things of that nature. But I think there's also a big personality aspect to it also. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny to think about some of our veterans like Danielle Kang and Jennifer Cup show. I'm like, I don't know who they're going to vibe with. And I think that'll be just something we get to see. Or Lexi. <laughs> uh, yes. Or Lexi. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who she's close with. Um, and I think it's hard from a game standpoint. I think, you know, she's such a striker of the golf ball. It's tough to put Lexi in alternate shot, you know, where, where putting seems to be a little more important in a certain context. But, you know, she's yeah. such a dominant ball striker that if you could put her with someone that wedged it well and putted it well, maybe that's a good a good pairing and a good duo. And I think, I mean, 
it's cliche, but like match play does bring out hopefully a different side of people who aren't playing well in the stroke play week after week. And hopefully, you know, she's been here many times. Um, and her record is meh, but it's like, she, it's not like she's zero and one. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see I don't really have much else to say about the, the U S yeah. team. I also, Allison Corpus didn't bring her up once have no idea where to put nope. her. <laughs> don't know who knows again, nope. game person, Stacy's job, it's, it's someone else's responsibility. Um, yeah. In terms of the Europeans, I think the interesting yeah. thing is just the number of Swedish players you have creates a lot of natural, you know, opportunities yep. there. You know, do you put someone like an Anna Nordquist who's got a ton of experience with a Lynn Grant who's playing as well as anybody? You know, Madeline Sagstrom has experience with Amaja Stark. Um, you know, Celine has played with Georgia Hall in the past. Georgia and Charlie are both English and very, very close. I think we yep. always feel it's the same with the Ryder Cup because of nationalities, because of where people are from. You feel, oh, they're a natural pairing because they're both English. Well, I mean, in this case, we know it's not true, but you don't know if the players get along or if their game meshes. I think that all comes back to like the, the Sevi Ballesteros, Jose Maria, Sergio thing in the Ryder Cup where the Spanish guys happen to play so well together. It doesn't always work that way and everything else, but – I think there's some natural pairings and some pairings we've seen before in terms of, you know, a favorite pairing. I think a Lynn Grant, Maja Stark, two young Swedish players that played high level golf in the U.S. experience within the U.S. kind of team golf structure, as well as the Swedish golf federation environment. I think that's a a pairing Mm -hmm. that, you know, on paper makes a lot of sense and, you know, we talked about who do you pair Nelly with? I mean, do you kind of look at like the future and the now type element of like maybe Rose is the future and as long, young as Nelly is, maybe Nelly's the now and that's a team that you sure. see, okay, how do they mesh up? But I think those are a couple of the, the pairings that I picked out that I'd like to see. I mean, I think you're going to see Georgia Hall and Celine Boutier again, and I think you'll see Georgia and Charlie at some point also. I, I think you'll see Georgia and Leona McGuire. They like had that dominant um, match in 2021. So I'm sure they coach or the captains will certainly like repeat right. the successful pairings. Right. Um, yeah, no, totally agree. on like, you can't always like assume that you can put the players from the same countries together. The only comment I'll have on that is a lot of the European countries do have these national teams. And so like they are pretty close because they grew up playing together Mm -hmm. um, with these, you know, the national Swedish team, et cetera. So um, yeah, I think uh, there's just a lot of fun pairings and excited to see how the captains put it together. Um, There are some that I'm curious for. So the final day, as Justin mentioned, is singles. So that means every player competes against a player on the opposing team. Um, And it all will really come down to that. I'm sure we'll see, you know, maybe a Lilia Vu go out first. Um, And I would love to see her play Lynn Grant because Lynn has had such a good season. Um, I'd also love to see um, Nellie Corda versus Leona McGuire. 
um, Lexi Thompson versus Carlota Sagada, I feel like could be very spicy and very entertaining. Um, I was looking at Emily Pedersen. She did not play well in 2021. I think she lost all three of the, of the matches she competed in. Um, but I saw that her and Andrea Lee played each other in a junior Solheim Cup. So um, just like some fun little things. But um, any certain singles matches you'd be interested well, in? Emily Pedersen did win her singles match. She did beat Danielle King. She clinched the winning point. So then Wikipedia is wrong. I'm looking right at Wikipedia now and it says that Emily Pedersen won up over Danielle Kang. <gasps> yeah, I know. But it says in like the Team Europe okay. final. It doesn't matter. No, it's just it what up. it says on here. Okay. Let's see. So, Emily Pedersen overall was three and one. So maybe they just list it. That's why you can't trust Wikipedia. Right. Or you were looking, <laughs> your eyes were moving too fast. Um, in terms of... No, <laughs> no. What, contradict me. What? 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 Where are you? Where are you? What? What do you mean? No. I'm looking at the win loss half um, chart. Do it doesn't it. matter. You. No. I. Yes. I know how to read it. Um, okay. But I see. Pedersen, I, three points. Three one and zero. Oh. That's three wins, one loss, no ties. Yes, I see it in the other chart. So Which we're going to go with that. So about? she played well. Brandon, I am really talking here? about. Yeah. Brendan's remaining very silent on this issue. <laughs> no, I mean, you're definitely right. It's just what I see on this chart. But then when I scroll down to the individual player records, she, her, oh, what you said I is obviously correct. Now. Up at the Thank top you. part, I don't know where they're getting that. It says. Oh, no, it, the one no. that's. The individual player record is right. So, okay. So good to see she is actually quite dominant. <laughs> All right. Transitioning along. Um, I think it's always hard to project who plays together. It's a fun exercise, but when you have a random kind of draw, you never know kind of what you're going to get. I think there's a lot of good personalities. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of recognizable players, especially from Europe, which we mm -hmm. haven't always had in this event. Even a couple of years ago, a lot of unknown commodities. I think that really uh, will help with the golf buzz and, you know, making the event a success. So there's no one that yeah. I'm, you know, clamoring to see. I think it'll just be yeah. fun how they stack their rosters and both teams have a lot of players that are in good form that are younger players that they can front load for the singles portion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it, it'll be fun. Um, and again, that's why you have captains that can make these decisions and we can just sit here and talk about right. it. <laughs> um, okay, so who is your choice to win? So my I predicted the Europeans in 2021 as an upset. Um, and I think the Europeans are better this year. I think playing at home, I think they have more players in good form. I think we have some veterans that are in questionable form and I think it will be close, but not terribly close. I have Europe 15 and a half to 12 and a half. So that is my, uh, that is my prediction and we'll see uh, if that comes to fruition or not. Yeah. Nope. Completely agree. Um, I did not make a selection on the final points but yeah. i uh i don't think i think in the singles matches it will be interesting to see what it comes down to agreed
So are you go, are you are uh, you saying that the Europeans will win? Are you putting that out there, putting that on blast yes. with all the people you know on the American roster? Uh, yes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'm hopeful that the U.S. will play well, mm-hmm. but I believe that the European team will win. I like that. It's very diplomatic of you. Thank you, you, you so much. Teams, you hope both teams have fun. I hope everyone has so much fun. Go sports. Go sports, as Brittany said. <laughs> That's literally what I said. Trophy, go sports. Um, so that's the Solheim Cup. Super excited to tune in. You guys can watch it all. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of good highlights um, and should be a great event. Agreed. I did I did not do a new uh, a player spotlight. Okay. I was looking at the I was looking at the US team. I'm like, we've done right. all these people and and it it was fine. This is a longer episode. Um but to just to quickly wrap some fun news and notes, um North Carolina NC State's Lauren uh Oliveris Leon becomes the first woman to shoot 60 in college history. And that was at Yemen's Hall, which is a Seth Rainer design. Um of course there was like some sort of scoring yep. error on golf stat and it listed her as a 59. It's like oh my God we can't get this right. It, like 11, um, it was like, what, 10 of 11 birdies she made. But I think on Golfstat, it listed like 11 birdies in a row or something crazy. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's why you go into scoring and you check all your scores at right. the end. Um, so, you know, congrats to her. It's really fun. There's been a lot of 61s. Um, I, I think Mariah Stackhouse at Stanford had one. Um, that, you know, it's just a fun note. Exactly. Um, and then the U.S. Women's Am, Women's Mid Am is current. The final match is currently in play. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll, we'll have a champion. But it is Kimberly Din and Kelsey Chug. I I don't know either of them. So um, I know. Kelsey do you know anything? Chug about has won them? this before, and Kimberly Din is from Midland, Michigan, which isn't too far from Toledo. Oh. She's a pretty accomplished amateur player. Um, I believe both yeah. players are maybe in their 30s or late 20s. So experienced players with a lot of high-level golf success. Totally. No, so good to see. I know I saw a quote from Kimberly um, that like this was, you know, winning this would be kind of like the last thing that she really wants to check off her list of accomplishments and to get to play in the U.S. Women's Open. Yeah, it's so, a big deal. Um, Yes. Um, it, I love I love that the women's mid-am and the meds mid-am are the same week. I think it's just, it's really fun all the focus on these mid-am players. These are people who are over the age of 26 um, and still play competitively um, at an amateur level. They're just not professionals. So I'm um, really fun. Excited to see how that wraps up. And uh all good things must come to an end. We did it. We did well. 42 minutes. We did very well. We covered a lot. We caught up. We had some funny stories, some personal notes, some drop-ins from Brendan. Sorry, Brendan. Can't ask. Sorry, Brendan. Can't ask for much more. Sorry, Brendan. Sorry, Brendan. I, I three-putted. I, I literally, I mean, three-putt every <laughs> hole. So, like, yes. Hole, I said, hey, everybody needs to stuff their sorries in a sack. There were <laughs> right. too many sorries being thrown around this golf course. And then I think on the next hole, Abby said, sorry, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just me, and I am just trying to be 
aware of my situation. I, I will say, and I'll leave this on this note. I do like Brendan being here because it gives me someone else to team up with to pick on you. Yes. I know. It's a lot. I'm, I'm trying to like keep it cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Abigail. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.